Hi, this is Reverend Tommy, and I'd like to welcome you back to the garden where we explore the big questions about life. I invite you to open your minds and be receptive to seeing things differently. So let's get metaphysical. Today's lesson is called Birthing a Greater Reality. Now I want you to take a deep breath and just close your eyes and bring in that idea, birthing a greater reality. Think about the idea of bringing a higher form of manifestation into this world. Sometimes we refer to it as heaven on earth, right? And so the question, is such a thing possible? And I say, well, it's not only possible, it is inevitable. And the book says, for the absolute to unfold in the, into the relative, to recognize that humanity itself is a conscious expression of the absolute, and that ultimately, all that exists is an expression of that absolute. So it's a matter of getting ourselves in alignment with this higher energy. Musically speaking, it's, a, it's getting in tune, in tune with it. And this has been the point of the last four lessons, to understand that in spite of appearances, that everything is moving up and everything's moving forward because that is the nature of life. That is what it does. Now, as I was writing that, I caught myself, you know, sometimes you catch yourself, you know, like, ah, I said something that takes me backwards. I said, is heaven, uh, that heaven on earth is inevitable because that suggests that it doesn't exist here and now. And so we say that all things exist here and now. And what we really need to do, and I get, came up with this thought back in the 70s when I was taking electronics, is you just need to change the channel in this infinite cable TV that we call life. Change the channel. Shift your consciousness is what we're doing. But it's good when you catch yourself doing that, or like when you catch yourself getting upset about something, you say, ah, because you, when you start catching yourself, then you realize that you're moving forward because you're aware of the limitation that you just said or did. Scripture tells us that all things are possible with God, and the many and quantum physics calls this the many worlds theory. In the Gospel of John, when Jesus was asked about the harvest, when will the harvest come? And one of them said, in four months. And Jesus said, four months? Look around. The fields are white with harvest. He was saying everything's in the present. So shifting our awareness to a higher frequency is what we're trying to do. And why we come here on Sunday mornings, because when we do that together, and I was listening to Bruce Lipton this week on the way down to the valley, and he was talking about, you know, how, how you break a glass with vibration, you know, you remember the old Memorex video and all that stuff. And you do it because when you put the, uh, the similar energies together, they combine and they create a much bigger energy. And that's what takes place when we come here on Sunday. And I've said that before. You can do this. You can do all the meditations, affirmations that you want at home by yourself. And that's good and well. But when you do it in numbers, it is amplified. And, that, and that's what we come here to do this. And to remind ourselves that what's going on around us is an appearance. And appearances come and go. So we need this uh, Sunday morning spiritual workout for, for a time to kind of 
recharge ourselves because we get back home, we turn on the TV, and here come all those negative spiritual spears coming at us that we have to try to avoid, you know, questioning what's going on in this world, what's going on in this country. And, and you know, when I said that, I said, spiritual work, Sunday morning, spiritual workout, yeah. I kind of like it. I don't know. Maybe we should call it a spiritual workout. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have to remind ourselves that they are simply appearances, and we are told to judge by righteous judgment. And what is righteous judgment? Anyway, uh, to me, it's like seeing through your spiritual eyes and not through your human eyes. And this is the point over and over about going to the mountain top from an elevated consciousness. And that's what I've been trying to do in these lessons and today's as well. I'm trying to kind of take you up. Let's go to the mountain top and let's look from there what it looks like. Because from there you can see where you've been, where you are, and where we're going. And that's had been the topic of all these lessons so far. And it's no coincidence that in the Bible, every time there is a revelation, it's from the mountaintop, right? Moses, mountaintop. Elijah, mountaintop. Jesus, when he had that transfiguration and all stuff, mountaintop. Why? Because metaphysically, mountaintop is to shift to a higher consciousness and look at things from that perspective. So that's hopefully that's where we're going. Now, there's two ways of looking at this well, paradoxically, because spiritual truths are usually about paradoxes anyway. And, and there's two planes, planes as in P-L-A-N-E-S, a plane, you know. Not, not an airplane, but, but a plane, you get it. One plane is horizontal, and one plane is vertical. So this is actually the metaphysical interpretation of the Bible. And I don't know if you ever, I'm not the Bible, the cross. And I don't know if you've ever heard this before. The cross represents that junction where you are moving horizontally, unfolding, but yet you have the vertical aspect that's always there. That one's constant. And, and the other one is moving. So that point in the center represents where you are spiritually in this balance between the vertical consciousness and the horizontal consciousness. I kind of like it. And the book tells us, this is the book, by the way, Birthing a Greater Reality by Unity Minister Robert Brummett. And he tells us that what we need is a vertical shift in awareness. That, that the human biological evolution has ceased, essentially, over 100,000 years ago. And some 50,000 years ago, the shift started to be not a change in evolution biologically, but a change in evolution consciously. That's where the change is going on. And if you're familiar with the book by Greg Braden, it's called Human by Design. He says the same thing. that the, sh the change that we're doing now is consciousness. We're not evolving as a species anymore. We've kind of peaked out. And, and, and Lipton talks about that, too. I think I told you once that at the beginning when the cells, there were singular, singular cells, they reached out a max point. And that's as big as they could get, the cell. So in order for them to progress forward, what they had to do was combine with other cells and, and combine their wisdom, combine their energies. And, 
and it basically results in a quantum leap of a change. And that's where we are, according to all the leading edge thought, we are at that point that we are beginning to unfold. And that's what I'm talking about today. Reverend Smith, in the previous book, he says, we are baby divinities who have an infinity of growing to do. <laughs> and I kind of like that, baby divinities. <laughs> and I told you last week that three quarters of the population, you know, I was talking about stages where we are, the tribal stage, the warrior stage, traditional, da-da. Well, three quarters of the population is still in the, has not passed the traditional stage that ended 500 years ago. The spiritual thought is basically in the medieval times. And we had a chance to go to a, to a, a funeral this week. And, and, and when you do that and you talk to people and I just, you know, and again, it, it's not, a, one level is not higher than the other. It's not about that. It, it's just about different stages of where you are. And you're reminded, we, we talk, here we talk in a very elevated consciousness. And, and then you're exposed to that, realize that, wow, that's just very different. Again, it's not critical, but it does remind you that three quarters of the population is, that's where, that's where it is. So that we need to work on these things. And the book says that unfolding, spiritual unfolding happens one person at a time. And while that is true, I think we reach thresholds where we take these quantum leaps together as a humanity. And we call this a race consciousness. Who has heard of the hundredth monkey idea? Yeah? Oh, some of you have. Very good. Hundredth monkey. I'll come right back to that in a minute. It's not in the book, but race consciousness, which is kind of similar, is. And he refers to our, our good friend, Father Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. Because, you know, he, he's the one who says we're spiritual, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Father Pierre lived, lived relatively recently ago, 1880-something, 1950-something. And he was a paleontologist and a priest. And he, like Galileo and all these other guys, was said, you, by the Vatican, remember I told you about, if you're in trouble with the Vatican, you're in good shape. They told Father Pierre, you will not publish these things, sir. And he did not until he passed away his family. This is his opus, Father Pierre, the phenomenon of man. He was a pretty bright guy. And, and he said that there is this thought energy field that he referred to as a new sphere, an OO sphere, new sphere that surrounded the earth. And it's like a race consciousness. And then, of course, there is a biosphere. And I heard the Dr. Lipton talk about a biosphere. You probably know what it is more than I do. <laughs> uh, but it's the form. Not the form, and the other one's the thought. This one's the form. Uh, and he says that the leading edge evolution that's taking place now is not in the biosphere. It's in the new sphere. It's in the thought. So the hundredth monkey idea is this. And it goes back and it says, I'll read it for you. The following is a story based on research with monkeys on a northern Japanese island. And its central idea is that when enough individuals in a population adopt a new idea or behavior, there occurs an ideological breakthrough that allows this new awareness to be communicated directly from mind to mind. Whoa. And without the connection, no external connections. And then all of the, all the individuals in the population simultaneously 
or spontaneously adopt it. They all become aware. It becomes, so some know it, but then all of a sudden, enough of them know it, then they all know it. It's kind of strange. And, and he says, it may be that when enough holds something to be true, then it becomes true. So the hundredth monkey phenomena refers to sudden, spontaneous, and mysterious leap of consciousness achieved. Keep that idea in mind. When enough of us change how we see things, it'll all change at, a, at some point, and it's coming. So how many are familiar with you uh, with, with the, this is a, like a, an actual um, hands-on or whatever uh, example, with the four-minute mile. Are you familiar with the story of the four-minute mile, right? Okay. They started t keeping track of the four-minute mile like in 1880, what was it, six? 1886. And nobody could break the four-minute mile. Nobody. We finally got to the point where, well, it's just not humanly possible. And the heck with it. It's a physical barrier. It took 65 years, in 1954, to break the four-minute mile. Guess how long it took to break it again? It wasn't 65 years. It was two months. Two months. And since then, the book said, what I, what I, what I looked up, it says that as of, nine, as of 2021, it has been broken 1,663 times. So now, a four-minute mile is just like standard. You know, if you can't do that, then you got no business here, you know? <laughs> you know, running track, whatever. But, but here's, here's, here's the question. It begs the question, was it physically impossible to run the four-minute mile? Obviously not. So what was it? It was a mental barrier that we had in our mind consciously that it couldn't be done. And now that it has been done, like that barrier has been broken. It no longer exists. Now, <laughs> let me pose you another question. What other mental barriers might we have in our consciousness? Can you imagine? How about moving a mountain? How about walking on water? Oh, you can't do that. How can you possibly do such a thing? How could you possibly break a four-minute mile? If we're not evolving physically, so it wasn't a physical evolution, it was a mental evolution. And that's kind of interesting. And we hear about these miraculous feats all the time. That a woman was in an accident and the other person somehow is trapped under the car and she will, a woman, little woman, 125 pounds or whatever, will pick up the car to get the person out. This has been known to happen. This is not you know, made up stuff. And, and, and if it can happen once, then can it happen again? Again, what's the limitation? In unity, what do we talk about all the time? The limitation are the ones that we have in our heads. And we must remove these barriers, man-made barriers, self-made barriers. It says, the, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Well, what truth is that? I have a saying. I have several sayings. This is one of mine. I say, what truth could possibly set you free other than the truth that you are free? Simple as that. That's the truth that you know. The rock band, the Eagles, feel the same way. They say, so often it happens when, that we live our lives in chains and we didn't even know that we have the key. 
A song is called Already Gone. It's an awesome song. Maybe we should do it someday, Don. Already yes. Gone. <laughs> we already released ourselves. So what could, what could be the difference then? It would be a shift in consciousness. And that's what I've been talking about the entire month. A vertical shift in awareness. Coming up to a higher. What about world peace? Is that possible? Nah, come on. We can't do world peace, really? Can we? Maybe we can. Maybe the problem is here. Maybe it's the problem is, what do we say in our, I didn't say it today, but in our, in our welcome. We envision a spiritually transformed, peaceful world. Wow. What a thought that is. A spiritually transformed, peaceful world. And what, what actually ha holds us back from manifesting that? What is it? A vertical shift in awareness. And so let me share you an aha moment I had one time. I was thinking, you know, when you look around this crazy world, I said, you know, next time I, I come into a, a, another world, I want to live in a peaceful world. And then I just heard something in my mind, but you have lived in a peaceful world. I said, that, that is true. You know, my entire life, I told you I don't, I've never owned a gun. I've never been in a fight. I've never struck anybody in my whole life. I've lived in a peaceful world in spite of the fact that there are, as they say, wolves dressed in sheep's clothing around us everywhere. But that's not the point. The point is I want to live in a world where everybody lives in a peaceful world. And I, I appreciate that I do, or I have, but I'd, I'd like to see the bigger pi picture of that. By it. So and remember what I told you that, that, that Charles Fillmore, Unity co-founder, says we're living in our consciousness all the time. So I want to, we say that in order to do that, you need to, if you want to be loved, if you want to be loved, then be love. If you want to be, have a friend, then be a friend. Be that which you want to be. That's the only way. I'm going to wrap this up by, because the whole thing started on the 4th of July with this lesson. <laughs> Because I'm looking around saying, what is going on in this crazy country of ours? What is it with all this division? I thought it said, united we stand and divided we fall. <laughs> Doesn't it say that somewhere? Um, don't we kind of need to work on that? And we do. And we all do need our part to do that. Uh, and, and, and the encouraging thing is that the German philosopher Nietzsche wrote, wrote it takes chaos to give birth to a star. That's an interesting idea. And they're, 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 we're being told that the, the time is ripe for this quantum leap. It's getting close. It's very, very getting close. So I have my own analogy about this and that I came up with, and, and it's this. When we, when we signed up to come to planet Earth, hey, there's a train going to planet Earth. Who wants to go? I'll go. <laughs> well, when we did, we were given a certain gear. And in the military, it's called government issue. That's where GI, that's what GI means, government issue. Well, we were given a compass and a flashlight to come here. And the compass has served to, for us to find where true north is. But see, most people haven't had the curiosity to look in the duffel bag and what's in there, what was I issued? into our minds, not our duffel bags, into our minds. And so the compass is to help aid you with true north. 
And the flashlight is to help you because when you were coming into a dark, spiritually dark world, and so you got your little flashlight. And when you figured out you had it, you turned it on, and some light was shown. And then Therese shown, she turned her light on. And Anne turned on her light. And Kathy turned on her light. And everybody starts turning on their lights. And when enough lights are on, then even the people who don't have their lights on can see. That's my analogy. I kind of like it. <laughs> but, but, and it's true. And that's what the hundredth monkey is saying. That that's what's taking place. When enough of us see things this way, everything's going to change for everybody, even the ones who don't have their lights on. We've uh, been talking about Ken Wilber. He was actually in the mag uh, cover of the magazine, Unity Magazine, uh, March, April 2022, recently. And, and they asked him about this stuff, this craziness. And he says that, he says, when a leading edge becomes approximately 10%, remember until the three quarters or back there, wherever, middle ages, when the leading edge becomes approximately 10% of the population, there is a shift, a tipping point. And that point will bring us together and it'll spread throughout the entire world when only 10% of us see a bigger picture. And so he says that the polarization, he says, yeah, things are very polarized. But that's part, because I told you about the different phases, stages, they all have their upside, they all have their downside. Well, the downside of the postmodern stage is polarization because everybody, we're not thinking because we're free to express ourselves and have our own beliefs, so it causes this sort of polarization. But he said, that's just the downside of it. That's okay. We're going to get past that whole thing. It might be that, that, that chaos giving rise to the star or something. And he said, when they asked him, well, where are we now in this development? He said, we're somewhere between 5 and 8% in his uh, mind. So we're getting close. We're getting close. And a major transformation is coming. The age of Aquarius, we've been talking about this since way back when. Something new coming. Something new is coming. We did that song. The times are changing. I don't know if you were here to hear that, but we did that recently. And here's the funny thing. It's always the same subject. It's called spiral dynamics. So we talked a little bit about it, right? And so every, you, you keep seeing the same issues over and over. And, and our development is going this way. We're spiraling so, but when you see something for the second or third or hundredth time, and you're up higher in your, in your consciousness, then you see it differently. And, and suppose that maybe before you would get mad at somebody, it would take you a year to get over it. Some people, it takes longer. <laughs> but uh, let's say it took you a year to get over it. And then now you're to the point where like, ah, five minutes, like, you know, whatever, I, I'm done with it. And so we get better at it. So the point is, we keep seeing the same thing, and this is the same idea. But here's the idea. It's the promised land. The promised land. But it's not a land. It's a new consciousness. That's the promised land. So that's kind of an interesting. And for me, the promised land from a new consciousness cannot happen soon enough. Mm -hmm.